And welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast. So honored uh, that you are here to spend some time with us today. This is episode number 28, I believe, and I'm one of your hosts, Zach Basner, joined always by my lovely co-host, Mariah Anderson. Hi. And today we have a very special guest, which we're very excited about. We love having guests, not only that, but this gentleman is a very, uh, a very highly contributing member of the Film School for Marketers community. Uh, we have a lot of admiration for him and his company, and uh, welcome Mr. Kevin Ellison from AIS. Hi, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> Before we get into kind of wh what you do for AIS, Kevin, I have a feeling that a lot of people, they've seen uh, your face or they've seen your comments on different things in Impact Elite or in the Film School for Marketers Facebook group, or they've just seen you around. Um, I think it'd be helpful for us just to know, like, tell us a little bit about, about um, what, you've, what you've done in your career. Like, what, what's your background like? Let's see. It's been a pretty uh, long career. Um, I started uh, fresh out of um, college. Um, actually, I was trained to make the Olympic diving team um, with uh, Greg Luganis in, in Mission Viejo and going to, I um, actually was on full athletic scholarship at Cal State Long Beach. Um, so that's where I was going to school. When I got out of school, um, after I had done that and left the, my career diving, I started working as an electronic production artist in an advertising agency. And very quickly, one of my clients took me to a technology company in all places of Durango, Colorado, um, where I became a marketing coordinator. That was 30 plus years ago. Um, since then, I've worked for many different organizations. I've uh, worked in financial services. Um, you know, the company I originally started at, we actually did a couple of things is, you know, that everybody's using video just like we are here, digital video. We were the first company to ever take closed-circuit television and move it to um, digital form in order to, to remove videotapes for security purposes. So the White House, FBI, many government installations, high-security installations started using it, and we were the first company to bring that forward. At that same time, we sort of had a claim to fame. This was really early on when the Internet – this is when I started there was before the Internet actually – came about before even DARPA, DARPA was only using it. And when um, we released one of our videos, um, this is the time of the dancing baby, one of the first viral videos that ever hit the internet. We released a video of one of our, showing our closer to television and one of our um, guys that's in one of the cubicles getting very upset at his PC. And he stands up, pounds his desk, and then he slams his keyboard against the PC. It was called the bad day video. It actually was picked up by CNN. It went viral all over the internet. We had actually just released it out to our distributors. And then it just took storm because everybody was sharing it because that's something that everybody has ever always wanted to do to their PC at one time or another is take their keyboard and just take a bat swing right at the monitor. Um, actually, Wired Magazine last year did an article on it as the Bad Day video as one of the first viral videos, wow. which was really great. So that's probably my 15 seconds of fame. Um, since then, I've done a lot of marketing, financial services. Um, uh, we built a brand for subprime market um, that went from zero to 150 million in revenue. Um, that's where I learned about content being king um, really quickly. Uh, we were doing about, we were purchasing about 2 million a month in AdWords, about 25 million a year. Google loved us. They invited us to all the events, wined and dined us. Um, but when it all came down to it, we found that if we've spent a fraction of the cost, about 250000 a year in generating and writing content and developing content, 
we actually got more clicks and we actually got more increased more revenue to that brand. So that's sort of, um, and then now I'm here, um, I've been doing a bunch of consulting and, and I found this company AIS that one of my friends recommended me to come take a look at. And he, they said that uh, I would really love the culture and I would love the organization. Um, and I came and met with them. And actually, I started here as a sales in a sales position because mm. they didn't have any marketing. AIS is a copier printer. It's office technology company. We do copiers, printers, managed IT services, IT outsourcing. We also do uh, uh, digital phone systems. And when I got here, this company was success, a very successful company with no marketing at all. So I knew once taking a position in the company that it was going to be a matter of time that they were going to pull the trigger on marketing, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. So in the last two years, I have my main focus, and, and our CEO tells the story so well, is the day I started that he said, hey, we're tossing out our current vendor and, and, um, and because they gave us this book, They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And he said, I want you to read the book, and then I want you to tell me your thoughts. And then I want you to focus for the first year or two on content. And that's what we've done. And that's, we, um, we actually hired Marcus's team. That's where I've met all of you. And um, it's been uh, quite a, um, quite a ride. Um, yesterday, we actually going over with our team yesterday on, um, we actually had the biggest month last month, October with 10,000 um, page views on our website, it's uh, all-time high. And so just as you, Zach, you mentioned all the time about hockey sticks going from the bottom left to the upper right, that's exactly where we're going with organic traffic. And uh, it's been and it's very successful. And now we've got a whole bunch of new challenges or opportunities when we look at it in marketing. Um, and that is we've got traffic coming in from all over the U.S. now, and we're only in Las Vegas and, and uh, Southern California. That's our markets. And now it's a now it's going to be a new opportunity for me to go look at how we can revenue uh, um, gather revenue or collect revenue um, with this up op- new opportunities. So um, it's actually probably done better than we expected. <laughs> so um, yeah, and uh, and uh, even um, just adding not only the written content but video has been so important to us. You've come a long way. See, the thing is, is the opportunity was there for somebody to 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 take right, and. Y'all went all in uh, at AIS and have been obviously, you know, seeing a lot of fruits of implementing the Ask You Answer, discussing the right types of things on the website, making the right types of videos for sales and marketing. Um, but one of the most crucial things I think you started off with was you started to build out the team really well. So tell us a little bit about what that was like. You know, Gary's like, hey, this is important. Kevin, you're going to run this thing. Uh, but obviously, you couldn't do it alone. So tell us a little bit about what it was like putting a team together. Right. So I've managed lar- much larger teams than what I have today. And I've come to where I've been managing 25 or 30 um, different positions underneath me when it comes to marketing or marketing different subsidiaries. When I got here, it's really Gary asked me to build the team from the, from the ground up. One of the things that I wanted to make sure that I didn't do, and that is I didn't want to come to him and say, hey, why don't you give me a quarter of a million dollars? I need this, these, this many people or staff or full-time employees. Um, I'm going to need all of these tools. I'm going to need all these subscriptions. I didn't do that. And the reason for that is because, again, this company didn't have marketing. And so it's going to be a learning process to understand what how important marketing is. And I need to gain that respect within the organization. So we started out with, I started writing content 
and um, going through the training for video. Um, for the first six months, all by myself, um, I brought on a HubSpot um, expert, um, and so we brought that person on board. Um, and then at the six at the six month point, or at six months at the timeline, we actually um, hired two people: um, a, a content producer. Um, we found somebody that was uh, pretty a uh, couple years out of college, and her name's Marissa Olson, and she was had just re, um, relocated here to Las Vegas, had a background in journalism. Love to write. That was our main focus. Do you have a passion to write? And she does. And she's she's great at it. We got her the training and now she's an expert. We took her from part time um, and she was just an hourly employee. And in six months time, we have her full time. And now she's doing all the content uh, for our organization. At the same time, on the video side, we did the exact same thing. We got a part time employee, somebody that had been working. His name is David Tortosa. Um, and he actually um, was working at the. Uh, um, one of the local TV stations um, while he's still while he was still going to school. And we got him as, as just a great find, somebody that um, not only had the skills for an understanding of how to be behind the camera, but he could also do the editing as well. And so we got him as an hourly person to start on. Six months later, he's full time. And now he does all the video content. So the 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 re, the real success here was really building a team and not making it so that it was something that we had to, that had real tight budget constraints. We were actually looking at trying to be frugal at our growth and then carve up the wins, carve up um, more respect within the organization so they could see what we were building on while we were building that expertise with our candidates using somebody like Impact to teach us how to get to where we need to be. Yeah, you've got a truly world-class team as well. I mean, David and Marissa, they're exceptionally talented. They're fantastic. Not only just good at what they do, but they're, they're uh, very eager and excited about what they do. Not only did you, you know, start to put the team together really well, but you've really prioritized the right things first. Like you, st- you started getting after the, the right things and producing the right types of content. Kevin, what, what advice would you give to people who are, who are starting this journey? Because it's one of the most common things is that people, they, they get in a rut and they don't produce the right types of right. content. How do you stay focused? How do you uh, make sure that you're, you're creating stuff that's actually gonna make a tangible difference to sales? Well, that's a really, I mean, that's a really great question. Um, and I hope I can answer it. So the, uh, you know, we, uh, it, of course it took some um, tutelage or some tutoring from you guys to sort of give us sort of that, the background and the foundation of what we needed to create in the way of content. Um, at the same time, we also had to look at what was in the space already um, that was out there. And then what we did is we started, and you know what, by any by no means have we done everything perfect. I mean, we're learning as we go through this. So we did we have made mistakes along the way. Um, I would love to generate just more content all the time now with everything that we've learned. You know, I'd love to have a staff of five more of David's or five more Marissa's so that we could just be generating content everywhere. But to get to where we are today, we really um, started taking it and compartmentalizing it and saying, okay, let's focus on this this week and let's get some content produced for this. Or we really sort of, and I think really leaning on impact to do this as well, we actually bounced off ideas on how we would go about this in order to sort of formulating a plan for our content strategy, not only on the written side, but also on the video side. And those are sort of paired together, too. So a lot of things we're going back to that we've created on the uh, written content side, 
we're now going back and creating videos on because we sat, we found how successful they were mm-hmm. for, through searches or through traffic. And now we're saying, oh my gosh, if it's good for the con- on the written content side, it's going to be great on the video side. Mm-hmm. We've also found that, and, and I think it's part of the, the success of the program here too, has been this whole organization. We had buy-in from the very beginning from our senior management team. You know, when Gary said to me, he said, hey, I've already read the book. I've already got the management team bought in on this. My my whole success was already on its way because, or my path, because that's probably the hardest part. You got to get the team buy-in on that. You know, today we just implemented um, two quarters or at the beginning of this year, we implemented each of our um, executive team members writing one blog content piece and it's tied to their bonus um, quarterly bonus for them to write successfully write a blog. Now they've never written content before. This industry's never had content. That's part of you know reason for our success, and that's why it's ranking so, our content ranks so well. So it's really we've had to educate along the way, and now we've got managers not only and executives writing content, and now we're pushing it out to the sales folks, and now they're going to be tied to their incentives to do it. And then it's permeated throughout the rest of the organization. We're now finding out that video content can be so successful when it comes to using it in the service role, Mm. because we're finding that we can put a video out and it just happened this week. Um, Our head of um, customer service, she reached out to me and said, hey, we're getting a lot of calls from um, our customers that are asking how to use a certain um, toner bottle on the waste bottle and printing it out of one of our copiers or printers. Can you do a quick video on that? We immediately are going to create content, video content for that. And now we don't have to, we can send the video and show them how to do that. And we don't have to send a physical body to go there. I think we've done, uh, last year we did about 30,000 calls with our service techs out to our customers. If we can take a percentage back of that by creating video content that it can be used, that's more profits to the company because we don't have to, and we can handle more customers with less amount of people if we're using the content effectively like that. That's incredible. And I mean, that goes to show, I think some people get so hung up on, well, video is going to take this extra time, but in the end, it it solves for the time issue, but also now you have this increased profitability potentially, right? For a video or a couple of videos you can produce for that that issue that you're solving for. That's huge. I I would have never thought that changing a toner bottle in a (laughs) copier would have over a thousand views on YouTube on our, on the copier channel, right. That we created. I would never know that somebody would, because I looked at all the other content that was out there before we started it. And I know you'll say, tell me Zach, I was skeptical because I was saying video content. I look at all the other content that's out there and it's just, it's not being utilized. Now today we have content that's had three or 4,000 views um, on our YouTube channel. And it's just, uh, it's amazing to me to see what's happening with our content. I'd love to shift gears for a second. Um, we've been talking a lot about kind of the video content, maybe on the marketing side, the service side. So you guys are a finalist for the Vidyard Video and Excellence Awards, which is super exciting. In fact, someone might fly in there in a second and say you won that award. We'll um, see. <laughs> but uh, so tell us a little bit more about how you guys are utilizing video in the sales process, because this is for the sales category. Well, uh, again, I'd say we're still learning. All right. So, um, and one of those things was, I mean, we started with a video workshop. Zach came out and did a video workshop for us and we had our whole sales team there. And he actually taught us how we could use sales videos throughout the whole entire process. So not only can we use it for 
um, the nurturing process and, and finding and, and prospecting. But we also found very quickly that we could also use videos for not only in the um, introduction process or what we call, we call it initial prospect visit. Mm -hmm. So we're actually finding that video was uh, opened new doors for us because today we have, you know, nobody wants to hear from uh, somebody selling managed IT services or phone systems or copiers and printers. They're going to hide behind their um, voicemail and they're going to hide behind their emails and they have these great gatekeepers at each of these professional offices. So if you go into a medical office and a legal office, mm -hmm. they've got that person at the front desk, uh, the office manager or somebody running that front desk. And he or she would be our great gatekeepers where they say, sorry, you can't talk to anybody. We don't have any solicitation or anything like that. What we try to do now is just gather some information so that we can come back and then and be um, be cognizant of their time and, and how important their time is by then coming back and then sending them information that we would like to set up an appointment. During that way, during that time, we have a couple of things that happen there. One is we ask our um, we've asked our salespeople to actually do a one to one video um, so that they can. And they, we found that that's been very successful in opening doors for them for, because just because of how clever it is and how unique it is that we've actually had customers say, wow, I've never had somebody do a video for me. So that's why I answered your email and I set an appointment with you. We also have incorporated um, sales bio videos for all of our sales staff. And that's about building relationship and trust. And, and, and part of that is we want to build that relationship with prospects or customers, and we want them to get to know our staff. Mm -hmm. Our people are our greatest asset in our corporate, in our company. And if we can put that out in front of them and they can get to know not only their professional side, but maybe something a little bit about their personal side as well, that builds that trust and value in that relationship, starts that relationship off right. What we want to do in the future, and we found that this is so successful for that, we're also going to be doing this for everybody that touches a customer. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be doing this for our executive management team. We're also going to be doing this for our service techs. And we're going to be doing for anybody that even our financial account managers that we have in accounting that are actually interfacing so that when they have a signature so that somebody can actually find out a little bit more who they're dealing with and AIS as a company as a whole. Now, back on the sales side, we have not only the one to one videos, but we also can see that the videos can be used for whenever we can't be in front of the customer in order to present a proposal because we have pricing proposals. So that's another way to use it. We're finding video can be integrated throughout many parts of the company. So it's not just, it's not, video is not just something for sales and not just something for marketing. Um, it can be used anywhere in this organization and we're finding out more and more. You know, one of the things that I learned, and I, I'll be the first to admit it, I'm very uncomfortable on video. I, although I love to talk, Zach, you know that. Um, but it's been something very difficult for me when I sit down and have to do it it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, now this is going to be a struggle. I guess the probably the biggest takeaway here would be just do it. Yeah. Just get used to it over and over again. I know you guys tell us this, but really that's it. Repeti repetition, you get better at it um, and you get more comfortable doing it. Any other obstacles that you guys faced as like, as this, or the sales team faced rather and like getting to use it. And then how did you guys overcome that? We have a young, we have a young sales team and we got an older or more se a seasoned sales team and the younger sales team were more quickly. They're more early adopters. And then we have our senior sales team that are more, 
more apt to rely on what they're comfortable with. Yeah. And video is something that nobody's comfortable with at first. Yeah. Maybe Mariah, maybe you, Mariah, <laughs> you're, you look so comfortable on video, you know, um, or Zach, but you know, but you know, they really are uncomfortable. So um, one of the things we're doing with some of our senior team yeah. um, and our sales team is um, developing them as subject matter experts. Mm. Each of our senior um, salespeople are um, are responsible for a vertical. So we have a vertical for, say, medical or healthcare. Um, we have a vertical for education. We have a vertical for legal, where we own a lot of market share just based on that they've developed this, this client base for us over the years. The company's been in business for 17 years. So what we're doing now with video with them is developing them to be have their own personal brand where they're the expert so that if somebody does want to come talk to them about business or office technology, they know who to go to in that vertical because they're responsible for three or 400 already customers that are in that same vertical. So they already can answer those questions or the tough questions that a customer may have when it comes to office technology. What has not worked well? And I'm talking just video in general. It could be marketing videos. It could be sales. Like what's just hasn't been the greatest in terms of it's, I, You know, it's a constant push to get people to remind people to to continue to use video or to continue to use our um, use marketing period, right? I told you when I started here, there was no marketing in this organization. So not only did you first have the question, why do we have marketing, right? Why are marketers even here? We're, we're already successful, right? Then you've added another layer. Hey, I want you to do a bunch of uncomfortable things now. I want you to start interacting with people that are asking you questions like, what are your customers asking so we can answer them? We want to put you in front of video now. So it's, it's a constant struggle or a constant reminder that we have to do with our team, that we have to keep reinforcing why we are doing things and, and why the importance of it. It's all about really... Um, carving up those wins, right? Just yes. like building a marketing team was here. I have to, every time we have something that's successful, I need to be the major cheerleader in this organization to say, listen, look, we did this. It's been successful. You can do this too. It's not that hard. And then people latch onto it. Others will latch onto it. So I have to constantly push information throughout the organization to say, this is why these are the wins and, and why we're getting these wins. And if you do that successfully, then you're going to get more people to take on it. If you don't do that, then it, you're not going to get where you need to go. And you're not going to get the budgets you need as a marketer. You're not going to get, you know, the buy-in from your team. It's like, you know, it's that's you have to constantly be pushing and educating everyone in your organization of the 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 tools and what you can do and how we can help and support the organization. So Kevin, from the service to the sales, to the marketing side, you've become essentially a, a media company. You've made the transformation into a media company at this point. What effect is that having on the industry as a whole? How, how does the industry regard AIS now? Not only the industry, but the brands that you work with? I'm constantly asked to either talk to other heads of marketing or CEOs of other businesses, dealers that are like ours. We are a small dealer compared to others. Um, we're about uh, 23, 24 million a year in, in um, annual revenue. There are companies that are 150 million in revenue in this space. And then on top of that, we have companies like Xerox and Sharp and Canon that have been doing and creating content for years. 
So we are looked as as an innovator or as a leader in our space, more of maybe the David than the um, when the Goliaths look at us. Um, part of the reason of our success has been, and um, and I get asked this question a lot: is why are you sharing this information with us? Uh, because you know I could go out and do the exact same thing you're doing, and we could be ranking on Google, and I in and we could be getting that traffic, and I say. Yes, that would be great, but we do this as uh, we want to see that the rest of the industry is lifting up um, and sort of setting the bar for the rest of the industry. And so I, at any point here, I, I'm always happy, and our CEO is the same way for any part of our organization. If we come up with something new or something that we want to, um, we share it with and educate the rest of the industry. This is not something that we we want to hold on to, and it's not like we're competitive with somebody in New York or Miami. I'd rather see other marketers being successful in what they're doing, just like I'm doing. And it also builds a better network and relationships with others too. Mm-hmm. You know, we we also have added. You know, there's another thing we've added too. I just thought of. We also have um, our salespeople when or tech or service techs whenever they go out to meet a customer. We actually um, send out an email when they're on route to the customer. What we've also added to is links to our videos, um, our tech tools, um, all of those things in those emails so that they can have access to them. You know, once you create content, that's one part of the equation. The other part of it is making sure that it's accessible for customers and prospects, right? So that's just as important as the creation of it. So we're continually trying to find ways that we can use either um, our written content or our video content. In fact, we have a group of business development reps that do appointment setting for us out of the Philippines. One of the future things that I'm going to be doing is adding video or adding our written content so that when they're setting appointments, we can actually send to a customer once they've set an appointment and say, this is what's going to happen yes. with your um, in your appointment, okay, so that they, we can manage the customer's expectations and they can say, oh, now I know all the questions. Or we can send that what's an 80% video so yeah. we can answer many of their questions ahead of time. And so our salespeople can be more focused on hearing and listening to what their challenges are and then come up with solutions for them. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, I, you know, I could just talk forever on all the different ways we're looking and finding, but there's, it's constantly evolving on how we can use video and content in order to help um, promote not only our organization, but also create awareness with other um, prospects. It's crazy because I, I I think I talk about this a lot, but it's all of those, like I would say, seemingly overlooked stages of like the sales process, such as like, here's your appointment. Some people think, okay, well, that why would I need to add a video there? But it's like you start to build that trust and people feel good about, well, what exactly can I expect? What's going to happen? And so looking at those places that maybe you aren't looking at or that you're not thinking it can make an impact and trying it out and seeing like, does this work? What does this do? Well, Kevin, I really appreciate you coming on the episode today. Uh, I have a lot of admiration for you Mm -hmm. and I really am so proud of your team and everything that y'all are doing. Uh, Worked for y'all for a while. So I feel like y'all are close friends. Thank you. Thank you. As you alluded to, you're very open to talking and discussing this with people who are interested in your journey, Kevin, and, and knowing, just just hearing from your experience. Uh, if people want to reach out and connect with you, Kevin, what would be the best way for them to do that? Best way to reach out to me would be just send me an, uh, an email. 
Um, it's K Ellison, E L L I S O N, at AIS now, N O W dot com. All right, we'll include that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I would encourage anyone who has questions about this talk with Kevin. He's really, yeah. really smart guy and he's a lot of experience with this, uh, has successfully implemented a lot of this. And so he's a great resource. I would encourage anybody to go and check out the Copier channel on YouTube uh, and take a look at their content and, and see what they're doing. It's a great example of, of uh, what great marketing videos should really look like. So make sure you check that out. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're very honored to have spent some time with you. And if you like this video, make sure you click that like button, leave your comments down below. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to Film School for Marketers if you've not done so already. And until we see you next time, keep learning.